Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Dinks with Kings. Before we get into tonight's episode, I'm going to remind all you people that we are in fact on that social media. So reach out, say hey to us at Dinks with Kings on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, John, and with me as always, the toughest titties in town, Mr. Shep. I knew it. <laughs> Good evening. And the softest, most luscious pair of titties I've ever seen in my life, Miss Rebecca. Hello, everyone. Sorry, I know it was a little on the nose tonight with our introductions, but I like to be abreast of the subject. <laughs> oh, my God. Wah, 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 nah. we, we, we're not, we haven't started yet, so don't try to milk it too hard. Oh, oh fucking yeah. guys. <laughs> Is it sad that the hardest work we do on this podcast is the intro? <laughs> I know. That's Trying your, to come up with that's this. That's your hard work. We just off the cuff our stuff here, bud. Off the cuff. Yes. Uh, we nip it in the bud. We do nip it in the bud. That's a bit of a stretch. Um, all right. So well, not, tonight. Not leaving any marks, though. Tonight, we're going to nibble a little bit. We're going to suckle on the teeth of information. And we're going to talk about adult going. lactation fetish. <laughs> or in layman's terms, breastfeeding. Yeah. Or the freshest <laughs> milk your coffee can get. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, let's, let's, let's cover the basis first. Has anyone here ever lactated? Show of hands. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, I guess since I'm the only female that's had kids, that would be that's me. That's not true. <laughs> Men can lactate. We're just not prone to lactate. We can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually have due to a hormonal imbalance, does that sometimes happen to males? Yes. Oh. If you have nipples, you can milk it. <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> oh God. That's a meet, right, meet, meet the parents meet the fo- reference. Meet the Fockers, right? He's really yeah, being a Fokker, so. all right. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a De Niro movie, so it's great. Yes, but yes, anyway. I have lactated and breastfed both my children. All right, yeah. Uh, my yeah. partner, uh, when we had our kids, breastfed the first one and then had to pump for the second one, and I had to do the feedings because she was like, my, my second one was like, I just don't want to touch titties. She did not have this uh, discretion of wanting to breastfeed. Uh, but there are actually many adults out there, both men and women, who enjoy adult breastfeeding. Which I never thought about, and when until I, I started doing research, oh, yeah, there's As oh, there's do. a lot to mm-hmm. talk about. There's <laughs> so much to talk about tonight. Let's let's get let's let's start randomly in a place. Let's talk about how somebody lactates and why they lactate in the first place. Uh, so we're gonna do a little biology lesson. Uh, when a female of any mammal species becomes impregnated. Uh, they start to produce this thing called milk. Milk is a white liquid that is filled with proteins, fats, and other healthy bacterium. Um, Everybody caught up? We now know how... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we knew the process (laughs) now. Did I do a good... Did I mansplain it okay? Uh, Yeah, I was about to say, you mansplained lactating real well. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Oh, but okay. So diving into it, uh, this is a very, uh, I want to say the first, let's, let's talk about the, um, instinctual 
bonds to it. Breasts have two purposes in life. For sexual gratification and nourishment. Mm -hmm. And this is taking the two and kind of blending them together. Um, Of course, typically why people uh, are attracted to breasts uh, is a very instinctual thing of mating. Big breast mm-hmm. means you can feed babies. You have lots of milks. You feed the babies. Um, <clears throat> which is kind of where, like, you know, people with larger breasts, where that gain notoriety. It's it's in our DNA. It's in our coding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling the chip in, person with breasts. I'm, no, I'm waiting. I'm, <laughs> like, nothing you said is wrong. I, I mean... Uh, I have breasts. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people find comfort in just holding them, like not even just playing with them. They just find that comfort in just holding them. Just, it like, is actually, um, believe it or not, when you touch breast, uh, if you are attracted to breast, uh, one of the reasons you are is because it releases a pheromone that uh-huh. calms you. <laughs> It doesn't just arouse you. It actually, it uh, centers your brain. It is the essentially the greatest stress ball God ever created. <laughs> Aww, I got two of them. Mine are great. Do you ever get stressed and just put your hands on your breast and feel better? I I do actually. <laughs> I do. I'm like actually. You know what's funny? But it's funny you say that. It's like when um. When some of my friends are stressed out, I'm like, do you want to touch my boobs? Like, that's literally what I do. That is like, I like, that's just my instinct. That's like, do you want to touch my boobs? Here, you can touch my boobs. Here, here you go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And with, with this lactation fetish, I mean, it's just emphasized. It's more in the center of connecting to like instinctual roots of nourishment and care. Because, you know, in everybody's brain, a woman who breastfeeds loves their baby. So if I'm being breastfed, I am truly loved. I am nurtured. I am taken care of. I feel safe. And that's and if because... someone is feeding you with their breast, is that tough love? Well, I mean, that's, for, that's a whole different kink. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, yes, I, I, as somebody who has nursed, you know, a child and it, they find like, that's, there's this whole reason that, that a lot of times when you're nursing children, they fall asleep. They find that comfort. It's that smell. It's the, the feel it's, it's everything. Like who doesn't like to snuggle in a pair of good titties? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, do you ever wonder why male nipples are not considered sexual, but females are? Do you think it's just a gender-biased, you know, us being the prudes that we are, decided to censor the female nips? Um, I think a little bit of everything. I think it's a little oh, bit Oh, it is everything. a little bit of everything. But male nipples are typically not sexualized because they serve no purpose oh, in our they're brains. They're the appendix. They're the appendix. They are the appendix. Uh, we have we have nipples because we are in fact mammals, but because mm-hmm. we don't, you know, male nipples serve no purpose in our brains. We immediately write it out like this is something that's take back all the oppressed religious guilt and uh, what all the prudeness and all the modesty out in the world. Our brains just don't see male nipples as attractive. 
Like, there's no chemical. I mean, I'm not saying no one enjoys the sight of them. I'm just saying, as a species, we don't. We are at a, just like you can't see your nose, mm-hmm. even though your nose is visible to your eyes. So now John's just not talking for both of us. He's talking for our entire species. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's smart information, though. I, I yes, like learning yes, stuff like that. I, I do. I like learning stuff like that. So I'm, 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 have, I'm learning. I have read a lot about nipples in the past. <laughs> um, but they are, uh, female nipples are highly erogenous zones. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I have to tell anybody here that. Um, and if I am telling you and this is news to you, well, congratulations. You're about to learn a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> um, did you know that once a lot of times, uh, in fact, a majority of the times, when you become pregnant, when you start developing milk, your brain disconnects the sexuality from your nipples. They no longer turn you on if they're touched. I didn't say that's 100% of the case. I was like, I guess I'm the exception because I, that, that did not happen. That didn't happen. Oh, I don't, (laughs) I don't mean, I don't mean permanently. Oh, so yeah, a lot of women. At any, at any point. (laughs) Um, And this is, and like I said, quote me on this, this is stuff that I picked up from like Wikipedia page and like Mm -hmm. other medical journals and whatnot. Uh, And the reason they disconnect from it because they don't want to imprint that own themselves if that makes sense it's like you know the minute you have kids you where their mouth is going to be you don't want your brain will kind of save you that trauma Mm -hmm. a little bit of connecting Mm -hmm. those two Mm -hmm. because i mean who wants who wants to be popping wood while there's an infant on your boob and i mean lady wood oh i was like uh um I, I would have to say that's 50% true when I started, like, breastfeeding my kids. Um, I mean, but I don't think it ever completely shut off. I don't. I, I don't. Because there were plenty of times while I was breastfeeding my children that I had my breast played with in the bedroom and loved every second of it. So, <laughs> okay. I, like yeah. I said, this, I don't know how true this is. I don't, my nipples don't do that. My nipples are no-no spots year-round, regardless. Of I know, because that's your no-no zone. Or my no-no zone. For many, that was correct, but and then for some of the others where that sensitivity didn't go away, it furthered their uh, interest in the fetish itself and mm-hmm. continuing to lactate and so on and so forth. Some mm-hmm. women do continue to lactate. Did you know? Also, fun fact. Uh, arousal can cause lactation of the nipples. Hmm. Being I aroused, didn't know that. Yeah, being aroused can trigger lactation. Not in, I mean, only if you're lactating at the time. Well, oh, well, that I knew. That that if yeah. I was, if you're lactating at the time, then yes, that I knew. That and 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 like anytime you hear, even not your infant crying. <laughs> like a lot of things trigger lactation. Like, trust me, I went through I a lot of shirts. I think that's crazy that your brain can I just turn a, it on. Like, there's a faucet. A lot of shirts. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! 
so let's get in, let's get into some of the kinks that follow this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. In, let's start very basic, very at the visual of seeing a woman lactate, not breastfed, just lactate in general, creating milk out of like we just talked about. You start leaking. The um, visual of that, mother's milk. Mm-hmm, that is a paraphilia that many people have, and they get sexual arousal from seeing that. Um, mm-hmm. And like this is, you know, this is gonna we're gonna dive deeper into the whys of that and other topics, but yeah, just the visual setting. They don't necessarily want to breastfeed themselves. They don't want to watch you breastfeed. They just the sight of you lactating turns them on. You particularly, Rebecca. Just you. Oh. The Wikipedia <laughs> actually says the sight of Rebecca lactating. <laughs> actually we're talking about this lactation and my nipples are like feeling all funky like like i'm getting like this whole like (laughs) trauma response and then you know next we're going to go into adult nursing uh (laughs) which is more common than i actually imagined uh that and not just sexually there are uh, places where you can go for adult nursing and relationships mm. that build around adult nursing that adults still nurse. It is both calming, soothing, and meditative. And a lot of people consider it to be uh, a deeper connection than anything else you could have because typically mm. what happens during breastfeeding when you, when you have a child is bonding mm-hmm. and pairing. And that's how they see it. That's how they build these relationships. So that kind of fascinated me. I was like, I never thought about doing that as an adult, like going in and just being like, hey, we're getting to know each other. Can I suck on your boob? Let's really, let's have that Vulcan mind meld with your titty melt. I mean, I can see that with the meditation too. Because I mean, normal meditation, you start with um, it's one step away from um, num, num. Oh, no. Num, 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 num. Um, yes, chef. Mm-hmm. And of course, we we did an episode on you cows. We've all talked about the milking table, and we've all seen the milking mm-hmm. table. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, this is actually a very popular kink in the you cow community between pumping, mm-hmm. milking, mm-hmm. Uh, watching a woman with a breast pump uh, or milking apparatus. <laughs> you know, and I say we, apparatus, apparatus because yeah, I just love the word well, apparatus. I I remember when I was when I was pumping, and I would sit there. <laughs> And I, it, it was like, you know, like I felt like a cow. And so I would sit there and I would move. <laughs> I would move from the bed. I'd just be like, moo. And, and so everybody knew I was pumping because I would moo. <laughs> Who knew I was actually Wait. like, fan, like I was serving the huge cow community. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. And, and this is how I knew this wasn't my kink because I remember in the days when my uh, ex partner, when, when she was pumping and we were doing. I was doing the feed and she'd have to pump while I did the feeding and I'd come in there and she would just be shrunk out in the bed, pumps hooked up, looking absolutely exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted. And she is just sitting there eating peanut M&Ms. Just in <laughs> absolute misery. And I'm and pumping out milk misery. chocolate. I mean, and at no point in time did either one of us look at each other and make those eyes go, this is erotic. <laughs> Um, yeah, not, not while I was pumping, because it was just, it was hard for me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, pumping is not, it wasn't 
it was difficult for me, so. <laughs> That's why I had to moo. I was like, moo, just to keep my mind off of the fact that like I was getting I felt like I was getting shredded, so it's fine. And I'm actually going to steal a, steal a phrase from the Wikipedia page because I just love it so much and I want to say it out loud. <laughs> Lactation prostitution. Mm -hmm. What? What? Huh? Mm -hmm. The act of breastfeeding for adults that pay for it and get aroused by the thought of paying oh. to breastfeed, to nurse. You know what? I'm here for it. If you yeah. got it, and this is this is I very. Mean, I can uh, think of worse things. Very to out. Uh, particular. It actually, uh, there was a report in 2003 that there was an entire Chinese brothel dedicated to nursing. Okay, women do sell their breast milk. They often. do. We we did. Yeah. So like, uh, it, my ex pumped way more than she'd ever need. Yeah, like, and, and, like, people sell their breast milk. So I don't see how this is that far off. You know what it's I mean? Not. Like, I just, it's it's not. And so, like, people think about that and their initial reaction is, what? And But I'm like, no, that is, like, a very natural thing. Like, if you've got this this thing and it's, and, and for some, most women, it's a limited supply. At some point, you're going to, you know, dry out, literally. Like, so... Mm -hmm use it use it to make make some benjamins like do you do your oh, thing yeah. like absolutely i'm here for it and if, and if somebody's love... getting enjoyment out of it and loving mm -hmm. it then do you do you boo oh pop yeah. out a boo i absolutely I love it i just a... love the phrase lactation prostitution. prostitution yeah so instead of having like glory holes do they have like memory holes or oh. memory holes <laughs> i mean mm. I wonder if they have like a milking tray of cookies stalls, you can buy. Maybe milking stalls, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. Milking stalls. No, that's what those breastfeeding pods are for. I think we're heading. Uh, yeah, I think we're heading back into UCAL territory. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, of course, we can't forget something we've also covered uh, when we talked about littles: uh, mm -hmm. infantilism. Mm -hmm. Uh, the arousal, and uh, we talked about this in the diaper fetish as well, too, when you go back to uh, infantilism, being nurtured, being taken care of mommy, and being breastfed. In fact, a lot of people with this fetish uh, and infantilism, they do, they play out the whole role play. And mm -hmm. this is actually very popular. Uh, breastfeeding is very popular in infantilism fetish. So, and yeah, so we can't, we can't not forget that. And mm -hmm. it all stems back to our basic genetic coding of I am the most happiest, I am the most loved, I am the most well taken care of while breastfeeding. Uh, this is actually uh, very popular in lesbian communities as well, lesbian couples. They will breastfeed mm -hmm. among each other to show a sign of pairing and connection. I read a whole article on that. And I was like, oh, that's very intimate. <laughs> that is that's very a, That's next level recycling there. I I was about to say, if there are two lactating women and they feed upon each other, right? does it create an infinite loop of milk? I mean, minus the fact of needing to add more water to the to the mix. The mix, yeah. To the cycle occasionally, so there's no dry out, but yeah. Is is there a point? Is it just like multi-level filtering? 
there a centipede that was dressed? The higher quality vodka is the one that is filtered and processed the most. Is that oh true with breast milk? My. If oh my God. I am a lady and Chep is a lady and Chep drinks my breast milk and then I return drink his breast milk and we keep cycling See, it, do we eventually get the purest, most oh breast my. milk breast milk? Instead of oh milk, no. it turns into like cream. Oh. Is that how we get breast cheese? No, no, oh. no. My nope, God, that would be a little no, too rough. No, no. First off, and two things that hetero men think about when they think two lesbians about milking, like lactating on each other. I do not think about that. I read the article, <laughs> and then my podcast brain went, "Well, could we create an <laughs> infinite fair. loop?" Yeah, I mean, I bet you could. I bet you could. As long as you hydrate, <laughs> yes. As long as you hydrate. So I've talked a lot about breastfeeding. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, I want you next time you see two lesbian couples with large breasts, I want you to think that. I want you to go. I. Do they have the purest breast milk in the world? Do do you have pure breast milk? I need to know. Pure breast milk (laughs) for science. (laughs) So what? So what are your thoughts on breastfeeding? I've I've talked a whole lot so far. I, I feel like I'm I'm. I'm dominating um, this booby talk. Well, you have a lot of information. Like, I, I just I have experience. Like, I just, I, I mean, I I um, have, I remember breastfeeding my children. And it, it was, um, it wasn't necessarily uh, easy for me, especially for my first one. But, um, yeah, I, the struggles that go with it. But I can totally see how people could have that as a fetish. Um I, I think if I have sensitive, I could like, I have sensitive nipples and really like, I like pe- I, people could suck on my tits all day long and I'd be like completely happy with it. So I am, um, I remember like my, like, like I remember it, like having sex while I was lactating and, and being very nervous about that at first. And it, it's definitely it's an experience it's definitely very different uh your breast play is very different when you're lactating versus when you're not and uh the sensations are different um so the sensations of like somebody sucking on your nipples uh when you're lactating versus somebody sucking on your nipples when you're not lactating the sensations and the that you get from that is is it's 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 different so it, it, i and i i had both i like both of them so I'm good with both. <laughs> you like both nipples? Well, I like, yeah, I like, I didn't mind doing, they sucked on my nipples when I was lactating. I didn't, I don't mind when they, when they're not. So do you ever accidentally <laughs> get a mouthful of milk? It was never accidental. It was never accidental. So it was no accidental. Was I no like accidental. how, I like how you phrased that. I like how you phrased that right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, fun fact of history, in 1999, approximately, they did a study, a study conducted in 1999, approximately 33 to 50% of mothers found breastfeeding erotic. And among about 25% of them felt very guilty about this, which I don't believe anybody should, because a lot of times it is just hardwired. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, this is definitely something that's not like male driven men don't just look at boobies and go I want boobies this is actually as equally female driven as well oh yeah the erotic and it, I, 
it, and the erotic part of it is because you're so sensitive in that area. You are sensitive in in like all of the nerve endings. It's it's yeah, it's a great sensation. So I can see why women find it erotic when they're lactating or mm-hmm. breastfeeding. Like I, erotic. I absolutely can. Erotic. Erotic. <laughs> erotic. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of. This is one of those fetishes that I'm like I don't particularly enjoy myself because I, I I don't make that connection. I've tried breast mm-hmm. milk, not a fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, prefer, he prefers the nut milk. Nut milk. I'm not no, not even so much nut milk. I'm not an almond milk. No, I'm you know what? I'm a cow cow. I didn't say cow, which nut. Cow, cow. I just said nut milk. Mm. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, but no, I did, I did try breast milk um, because, like I said, when we were pumping, we had spare. And you have that moment where you're like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Have that moment where I'm, I'm out of cream for my coffee. Yeah. The, you know, there are coffee shops that used to, like, you, mm-hmm. you could just go like that. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually very common to use breast milk and drink breast milk. Uh, people do it. I do not enjoy the taste. Uh, maybe it was just my partner's breast milk that I wasn't a fan of. I don't know if different breasts taste differently. I haven't tried a sampling of breast milk. <laughs> um, you didn't have a flight so of I breast milk. You didn't have yeah, a flight. Yeah, I haven't had a flight of breast milk where they were like, try this one. Um, oh, this is of Asian descent. Uh, here oh, we go. Okay. Irish Catholic. <laughs> Here's a vegetarian. Here's one that is pescatarian. Hey, this is a vegan-based breast milk. It's a like, little nutty. Can milk be? Can, can breast milk be vegan? Well, the they were vegan. Oh, I, I guess it can. Is breast milk considered vegan? I don't think so. Milk is milk. Vegan is only plant-based. We gotta Google something real quick. No, I was like, no, I couldn't. No, I have to know. I have to know. This breast milk considered vegan. Is breast milk vegan? (laughs) Okay, here we go. Breast milk milk is indeed vegan and the perfect food to nourish your newborn future animal rights activist. Okay, so they consider breast breast milk milk can be vegan. Nice. Yeah. All right, there we go. For all of those who want to know and need to know, breast milk can be Shep, I, I know you. Yep, Shep, I know you walked away. I just wanted you to learn. We just learned breast milk is indeed vegan. <laughs> so I know. Mm-hmm. Our our, ve- our vegan listeners out there, fret not. You're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Drink that booby milk. <laughs> that um, titty tea. <laughs> that titty. That tea. Jesus juice. As some call it. Jesus juice. No, that's something different. Jesus juice. Yeah, I think Jesus juice is something much, much different. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting into like the real, the real crux of this. This is this has been very fascinating. Like, I can see absolutely the roots of this as being instinctual. Mm-hmm. It could also be trauma based. Rooted close to the uh, given the fact uh, that you had uh, mother issues and you're trying to redevelop that. A lot of a lot of people use breastfeeding in uh, psychiatry as a way to reset 
and reprogram uh, childhood traumas. Uh, I don't mm. think it's a popularly used one, uh, but I have I, read I some reports. Not. Okay. Uh, it's, it's regression. <laughs> well, like I said, even with yes. the littles fetish, we're talking about a very regressive thing. They're the wrong therapist. And typically, uh, when littles, <laughs> talking to littles, it is a very regressive thing to help work out trauma, so. I could absolutely see how this would, you know, just be one mm -hmm. more step and one more dive delp into dealing with childhood trauma and kind of replacing bad experiences with good experiences. Or maybe you had a great experience and want to relive it. Maybe instinctually some of your best memories were infantilism. When you were a child, you felt safe. Your body became addicted and remembered how close you felt, how intimate you felt with, you know, the person breastfeeding you at the time. Regressing to those and not good saying times you have and a mommy good fetish. memories. Mem memories. Oh, oh, such good memories. Uh -huh. oh memories. <laughs> such sweet memories. I used to squeeze them all for good. All my sweet that memories. Said. That's about all the breasts we can handle for today. I think oh, so I'll put mine away. Okay, cool. That's fine. Go ahead, go ahead and zip those bad boys back up. I appreciate all that you've done. You're welcome. You're welcome. I thought I thought it was really awesome that the entire time we recorded this podcast that you had your breast out on display. I thought I that mean, was I was just very solidarity. Trying mm -hmm. to, you know, inspire you. Keeping us on our um Breast of all of our good times. Yes. Breast of our good times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, so you guys about ready for the wheel? I'm ready. I'm here for it. Give me it give here it to me, it. John. Give me the wheel. Oh, uh, we're spinning it. <laughs> spin it, spin it, spin it. Oh yeah. Oh God! Right. Well, <laughs> it's always it's always that face. It's we've that had face. A, it's we've, we've had a good taste of tonight. Um, and like I said, I don't. I I want to make sure we clean up this entire podcast because I wanted to create a smell or anything like any type of odor, or anything that may you know trigger a memory where we have this kind of funk in the air. Uh, but next week we are talking about smells and. Aroma, oh. aromaphilia, or I don't know if that's the feeling. official word for it, but we're talking about aromas. Yeah. Oh. Arousal. Oh, okay. Okay. Smells. Okay. All right. It's gonna be a very I was smelly like, one. you were t you were talking funk, and I was like, oh, oh. We are going. To, we are going to cover. Uh, we're going to cover the whole spectrum of smells between uh, freshly cut grass. We've talked about many of these before, like freshly cut grass being a trigger for arousal, feet. Mm -hmm. The smell of feet being an arousal. We're going to talk about spent so how much time cutting his grass. Mm. Oh yes, mm. in my bare feet. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to talk about the science behind uh, arousal and aroma. That's it. Well, all right. I have been I'm your excited. host. I'm excited oh. too. I am your host, John Andera, and with me as always, someone who always smells like daisies, Mr. Shep. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know why. Till next so time. Uh, 
and and a woman whose scent can only be described as heavenly. Oh. Rebecca. <laughs> Good evening, Christians. everyone. Heavenly scent. Mm, <laughs> good night.